Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, the ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and, well, the queen of soft style. All here just for you, Miranda Morales, your host. And yes, we are back on video. It feels so good to be back with all of you on video. Of course, we're recording this on audio. We have for quite some time, but uh, we've had a little bit of a hiatus from YouTube, mainly from being banned um, from it. So, you know, what can you do? Uh, You can't fight City Hall type of shit, but whatever. Uh, Can we cuss? I forget. It's been so long. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, we can cuss. Okay, okay, okay. Now that that's going to be the regular, but, you know, sometimes you just let it slip. Have you heard you podcast? (laughs) It's not that bad, but again, I forgot about YouTube stuff. I forgot. Uh, I forgot, but it's so good to be back. Yes, you can find this on YouTube uh, through thechairshot.com, as well as, well, many podcasts, including the hashtag Miranda Show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find at thechairshot.com. Wait a minute, I was messing around. Here we go. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head and of course you can also find this podcast and others from the chair shot radio network on your favorite podcast streaming platform like google play itunes iHeartRadio, and much much more i am being joined by my co-host as always he is the producer he is the kingpin of the chairshot.com he is the unstoppable one greg demarco you're welcome thank you as always, I, I, this is one of my, I mean, I love doing all of these shows, but like this specific episode yes, is always fun. Yes. And I don't know, for those of you who can see and you're watching this on YouTube, you may be able to notice something different about Greg's background. Uh, maybe a poster somewhere in here that is going to allude to our topic tonight. 
And yes, you know what it means. We had IZW Grand Prix this past Saturday. So you know what we're going to be talking about this week? IZW Grand Prix. Yes, this is our review slash wrap-up show of Impact Zone Wrestling. Uh, it is a promotion based out of Tempe, Arizona that myself and Greg DeMarco are part of. I don't know if you know this, but Greg DeMarco is a wrestling promoter. What? Um, I know. Shocking. Shocking. It hasn't come up. Yes, so this is uh, we're going to be talking about all of the matches that are going to that happened during VIP and the main show. We are going to talk a little bit about the student showcase, nothing to lose, uh, which is a new endeavor for ICW. That and much, much more ahead on this week's episode of the hashtag Miranda show. Very exciting to talk about that. Independent wrestling is something that we are both heavily interested in and involved in. Uh, Greg DeMarco as a uh, promoter, uh, as someone who runs behind the scenes so much more. Uh, and me, myself, Miranda Morales, uh, as a ring announcer, backstage interviewer, and also a junior executive producer. I took the junior uh, off so a long time we ago. We took the junior off a quite a long time ago but yes yeah, someone who uh you know works uh with the backstage promos and i'll talk a little bit about that uh with kind of our announced team um and production team so uh it is an endeavor that is is a lot it's big but it's something that we love to do it's something that is really the lifeblood of professional wrestling no matter what wwe says is independent wrestling this is um, such good shit i mean they just signed an indie wrestler i'm so tired of this like what do you mean they signed? okay i feel like Let's briefly address this because they signed an indie wrestler, but I feel like there's going to be some very strict criteria as to like you have to be a member of the Anawaii family. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's the only, you know, not the only reason. Uh, He is incredibly talented. Uh, From what I understand, this has been in the works for quite some time before news came out of the shift in WWE's recruitment strategies. Um, But I mean, I feel like that has major implications um but not to say that uh he did not deserve it or that it's not due to his talent because he has absolute talent a hundred percent um but you also got to think about you know long-term storytelling that they could do which you know they're going to do of course that family yes um and also again like you you have the work ethic and the skill that the family is known for so yes they sound they signed a a indie talent um in joseph fatu known as sefa fatu uh you know he was out here in the west coast in las vegas most recently in future stars of wrestling um with a, a really great career there he is the younger brother of the usos uh part of that larger family um but you can also see the differences i mean if we look at the signees in this class compared to you know signees from a year ago there was a lot more independent talent that was signed and so i don't think that even in the las vegas class that they had uh, just recruited for i believe out of those who were signed there was i think two or three independent talent um and then the rest were were you know, don't have a wrestling background. So I feel like if we're looking at it at a scale before where there was more independent wrestling talents signed and less, you know, more just general athletes, the, the scale has shifted. And I feel like that's going to be what the scale is going to be for quite some time is that I do think that they're going to keep their eye on independent talent, but that focus are. is going to be super, super narrow. 
Of course, and that's the thing. Like, watch yeah. this. Everybody's up in arms over this thing, right? Watch every PC classroom here and now will have one or two independent wrestlers in it, and and everyone thinks that they won't. So yeah, it's just. But again, I, I think that's just in general a big shift. I mean, we talked about it last week from NXT being the hub for independent wrestling, signing those big independent names, seeing them at takeovers, having their big debuts. Um, to, you know, really being, going back to maybe that developmental yes. um, name and, and namesake uh, and an actual, you know, um, organization. So, of course, there's going to be one or two that's in there. But I think it's less about the fact, it's, it's more about the shift, I think, yes. you know, from it. Um, but let's, let's save that because here's the thing, right? They're going to. You know, we're all worried that that new logo they put out is really the new logo for the show and and, and with these changes that are going to happen. You know this is going to be a topic. Oh, the yes. There's weeks. so much more to that that I mean, we will is. get into in a future episode. But just a big congratulations to Sefa Fatu, um, who recently signed with WWE. And he is, I, I, I've seen it. I've announced for him before. You know, I don't, I take my moniker as ring announcer to the star seriously, uh, past, present, and future. Um, and I absolutely see Sefa as being a part of the future. So a big congratulations to him and everyone who's been signed recently um, to the WWE. It's a huge accomplishment um, to do that, regardless of your background. Um, it's a huge, you know, it's a big deal to get noticed by the company and to sign on that dotted line. I love the fact, since, you know, we did talk about this. Everyone's like, sign Gable Stevens and sign Gable Stevens. We'll sign his brother. Yeah, you know, the... We'll get him too eventually, but we'll sign his brother for now, and that'll sign his brother first. That's how you get the mm-hmm. in. You get him you get the, the in, in with now. his brother first. And you know they're going, and you know, like despite all the changes or whatever, they're going to treat Bobby Stevenson real good. Mm-hmm. Like probably pay him a little more. Might this even business hook is up still a housing. business. Yeah, like like Bobby is going to be taken care of just to make sure that Gable, when he makes his decision, that it is setting on the dotted line with WWE. So. Yeah, good on you. Yes. Good on you. Stevens and Brothers will be a thing. Well, before we get into tonight's topic, Impact Zone Wrestling, uh, I got to do something first. Yeah, you do. Yeah, do I got to do? do something. It's very, very important. Um, it's really critical to the success of the show and critical to, to really, you know, it's a cornerstone of the Hashtag Miranda Show and actually many shows featured in the Chair Shop Radio Network. I give up. Uh, but Greg, in order to do what I need to do, yes. I need you to do what you need to do. What do I need to and do? And that is wind it up. It's time. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today and not only can you get your very own chair shot t-shirt you can get your very own izw t-shirt as well at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot t-shirts start at $19.99 and you can customize your t-shirt in different colors in different styles and yes you know what that means you can get all of the t-shirts there in 
soft style. So go ahead and treat yourself. Spend a few extra dollars and order any of the shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot in soft style. That includes a new t-shirt that has been recently released. That is the chair shot linear t-shirt that you can customize. You can get it in either the white logo or the red logo and you can get it in whatever t-shirt color your little heart desires. And yes, you can even get those in soft style. So what are you waiting for go ahead and support the chairshot.com go ahead and support impact zone wrestling izw by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot that is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot promotional consideration paid for by the following hey folks pc tony here thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade you can save 10 percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chair shot Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, so Impact Zone Wrestling IZW Grand Prix was held this past Saturday, August 28th in Tempe, Arizona at Sun Studios, uh, the home that IZW has known for quite some time. Before we jump into Grand Prix, I do want to talk about an event that happened right before Grand Prix, and that was IZW Student Showcase Nothing to Lose. Now, this was a different event, a new event that IZW had put together, and this is a student showcase featuring uh, wrestling students from four different wrestling schools in and outside of Arizona. That includes uh, the Al Snow uh, Wrestling uh, Academy out of uh, Colorado. And then, of course, uh, the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center here in Arizona, uh, Off the Ropes, a pro wrestling school in Phoenix, and then also, uh, I'm sorry, uh, in Albuquerque. Um, what I meant to say is that in Phoenix as well, we have uh, a wrestling uh, group uh, coached by Jake Garland, who is an IZW original and someone that we'll talk about later in the show, had students in that showcase as well. So four different wrestling schools featured at Nothing to Lose. Greg, I do want to get some insight from you as far as what drove IZW to want to put together a student showcase, especially one that involves uh, wrestlers from different schools. Uh, that's not something that we see very often, especially here in Arizona. What was the motivation behind it? What was the big why of putting nothing to lose together? Um, at the, but during the day, I thought it was because I'm absolutely stupid. Like, to, to do this and, and even leading it up to it. It was a long day. Even that, leading up to it, show. like no, you, I, you were, you were looking forward to it and not looking forward to it all at the same time, because there is a certain number of hours that are involved that aren't normally involved and arriving at one versus arriving at four. Like there's just a lot of differences that, that come into play. Um, and, and, and cost changes with this. You have to rent the building for longer. Like there's a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. But this is, and, and I had, and I asked Navajo Ward to talk about this at the beginning of Nothing to Lose. Um, Nothing to Lose, by the way, named after a Kiss song because that is a Navajo Warrior's favorite band. Yeah. Greatest band in the world. But um, not according to me, but according to every time they're announced. But it was really about the fact of history. IZW in its infancy was a wrestling school first and then an event second. And in IZW, they would train 
multiple days a week, just like, like wrestling students do now. And then every other Tuesday, they'd set up a ring and sell some tickets to the, at the sets in Tempe, Arizona, which is now an LA fitness and, and would put on, you know, a, an event, a wrestling show and did that for the better part of that decade that the original run IZW had, uh, for the longest time, it was every other Tuesday over and over and over again. I was part of many of those events and, and that was a big part of IZW. So, so you take that, that's one piece, right? Set it over here. Then you factor in that fact that we've got Navajo Warrior as is still a teacher, still a, a trainer, even though he's not training in a school or anything like that. that. That's his nature. That's where it is at heart. Morgan trained a lot of people that people don't realize, especially up in Utah. I know we used to use Tyler Cintron when he was available. He was trained by Morgan. Um, just just a, a, a one, one example. But then we also have the Alice No Wrestling Academy and Mercury Aiden, who wrestles for IZW as a trainer there. Of course, we have Off the Ropes out of Albuquerque, which Gino Rivera, who wrestles for IZW, is a trainer there. You've got Jay Garland, who's an IZW original, who, who was training here locally with a school, is now unaffiliated and, and wanted to get his students involved. And then, of course, you have Don Vitale, another member of the original IZW roster, who runs the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center. And it just made sense. We have all these trainers. We have all these trainees who are around anyway in, in a lot of ways. And, and the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center, who we have the relationship with, they run security, they, they do setup and everything for IZW. They're always there. And we've been using their students, and it's like, okay, how can we step that up another notch? How can we give people an opportunity that don't normally get that opportunity here in IZW? And the idea came up, let's run a student show. Um, and, of course, I'm all going home. Let's run a student show. And I, I talked to, 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 to Navajo Warrior and to Morgan. They're like, yeah, let's run a student show. And then we start planning it and start putting it in action. And it's like, oh, my. And at one point, you're like, never again. Never going to do this again. <laughs> just, it was a right? long day. But then you see – the trainers interacting. You see the conversations backstage with the talent from from the showcase. You you hear the, the the messages that are sent by every single trainer that's been involved in that's been sent to me after the fact. And it's like, okay, we have to do it again at some point. Are we going to do it every time? Absolutely not. No, no. Every other maybe that might even be too much. But um, every every you know between two and four events, who knows? But yeah, we will do it again. Um, some people have tossed the idea of doing, doing it on a different day. Logistically, I don't think that would work either, and especially from a business standpoint. But the meaning of why we did it is the same. Like it was about the students. It was about giving them an opportunity. You've talked before about the, the locker room that IZW has and the, the amount of experience, the amount of talent, the amount of knowledge that's in that locker room. It, it just it's a shame to let it go to waste in terms of students and, and learning and the knowledge that can be passed on. So the opportunity to do that is, is just amazing. Um, I received like I had conversations with with after the opening match, I talked to, to one of the students from the Al Snow Wrestling Academy. He's never wrestled anybody not from the Al Snow Wrestling Academy in Rocky yeah. Mountain Pro Wrestling. Never has ever. So to come down, to drive his butt on down to Phoenix, Arizona, and to wrestle two guys out of Albuquerque, like that was something that he would never get to do normally, or it could be years before that happens, just because of logistics and ge geography and all of that. So to be able to do that, that definitely jumps out at you, and, and is something that, that we have an opportunity to do. Um, I can tell you, point blank, we will use people that we would not have otherwise used had we not seen them. At nothing to lose like that's and it wasn't done 
We didn't say, oh, you might get booked off of this. Like, we didn't pull that BS no, that, that there was no, no promise no, or nothing no one, in there that... No one paid that, to come and do yeah. this. Like, there wasn't mm-hmm. that either. It wasn't one of those deals. But uh, there, there were multiple people who were like, okay, we might be able to use this person. People that we literally came up with, create that I literally came up with creative ideas for on the spot to implement in the future that I think would work. And people either loved it or shook their head at me, depending on who they are. And, and that's just the nature of the beast. But... They, there will be people at that fully legal that came out of this event that we otherwise probably wouldn't have used. So that's not the goal of the event, but that was one of the products of the event is, is using these folks in the future. But really it accomplished its goal, like seeing three trainers all sitting together that, that interact some, but not a ton, but having that, that experience. Um, one of them who, who, who took a leap to create their wrestling training center in an area that didn't have it and has never been in a position to agent matches, to produce matches, to do any of that, does it for the first time, drives hours out to Phoenix, Arizona to do this. And, and just to hear that feedback, like it's, it's amazing. And it's nothing that I, I, I should have expected it because of the great people we have, but it never even crossed my mind. And now that it's happened and it's taken place, like, yeah, it's, one of the things about IZW, and, and Nav and I have talked about this privately, one of the reasons why we think it works and why it's been so successful is because we're not greedy at all. Yeah. Like, like we're not doing this for any reason. We want it to be self-sustaining, which it is. We want it to pay for itself, which it does. It's a matter of, of doing it the right way and doing it for the right reasons. And that's why you do this, uh, the, this showcase. Um, at the end of the day... I don't even, it didn't even break even the showcase because of the rental cost that was associated with it. Um, and that's a whole different story, but by the entire day it was, was still profitable as IZW has been since the second event. So it made sense from a business standpoint, it was just fine. But outside of the business standpoint, it's like, as long as the business standpoint's taken care of, that's all that matters. As long as the business standpoint, it doesn't lose, we're good. Now look at all the other benefits, and they were just immeasurable. I, I can't put those on a spreadsheet and measure them. I, I briefly want to talk about kind of a domino effect that has happened within IZW on the announced team uh, that uh, has had, you know, kind of rolled out at nothing to lose. Um, for quite some time, the ring announcer for IZW has been John Wolfgang. And most recently at Phoenix Championship Wrestling, he made his in-ring debut. And so John Wolfgang has since uh, kind of retired from ring announcing. He is no longer ring announcing uh, for any promotion and is focusing on his in-ring career. Um, This past Saturday at Nothing to Lose, he was in his second ever uh, live match with Curtis Cole uh, from the uh, Al Snow uh, Wrestling Academy in in Colorado, which I thought was a a great showcase for both of them. And for John, as someone who has been on one side of the wrestling ring is now in another and is starting to spread out and wrestle talent from, you know, all over. I am so incredibly proud of him and his journey. Um, But with that, that created kind of a domino and shifting effect uh, where now I have assumed uh, a lot of the announcing responsibilities uh, for the main show. But one thing that I wanted to make sure for uh, the student showcase and nothing to lose is that someone got the opportunity to ring announce. That wasn't me. 
I thought that not only is this a good opportunity for students of the ring to learn, that we gave someone who doesn't normally have an opportunity to announce the opportunity to announce the entire show. Um, being there to, you know, help make sure that they were okay, but we're always thinking forward, always thinking to the future. And with John now moving on into an in-ring capacity, uh, this was an opportunity for someone else to step up to become my new kind of announced partner, um, and that trickled into the night. And so for the student showcase, we had Jacob East make his uh, announcing debut for IZW. Um, he is a student from the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center, and he also announced uh, a little bit recently at Phoenix Championship Wrestling. But I wanted to make sure that he announced that entire show to get the experience, to get the reps, to, you know, really feel out what it's like to announce an entire show. And I think uh, he did a, a great job. Um, the crowd really enjoyed him. He has a very natural, warm personality. And uh, the fact that he definitely has grown leaps and bounds in just the short amount of time, it definitely puts me to shame because I feel like I progress at a much slower rate. But it's also very cool to be on this side of helping someone in announcing when I've always been the student. Literally my entire career, I've always looked up to people and had guidance from people and sought out uh, you know, from information from people, including John Wolfgang, who was the first person I worked with in Arizona who taught me a lot. And so it was great to then now turn over that page and bring someone else new into the fold. So um, just seeing how that domino effect came out and bring someone else new into the IZW family. And Jacob was also kind of a nice effect of this showcase and also showing it's beyond just uh, you know, just the wrestlers. It's the announced team. It was referees. It was people who were brought in that would normally we wouldn't necessarily see or have the opportunity to work with. But having this door open to allow people to come in and wrestle was, I think, a, a great way to see and work with people that, like you said, we normally wouldn't have and possibly would use again in the future. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's you know, and, and, um, Part of, part of the thing with IZW and for you is you've always had different responsibilities that you didn't have anywhere else. But this is really a change, change in the game. I still remember during Grand Prix when I was like, okay, we're doing this now with this match. And you're like, oh, did you tell Jacob? And I was like, no, you tell Jacob. Like, that's your job. I'm not telling <laughs> that Jacob. Was a, that, that was the yeah. thing that I'm not used to. Being, yeah. I was like, why would I tell Jacob? That's your person. job. Um, but you also, you're in charge of the, the timekeeper and, and sound and all that stuff. Like, you, you wear a lot of hats now. But you're right, though. With, 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 with Jesse retiring, which is something that we did at, yeah. uh, at Grand Prix itself, we need a referee. And so we're like, we're going to look at a bunch of referees now. And not only that, but I, you know, Scott Johnson, well-known referee here in Arizona for a long time. Yes. I basically said, here you go. Uh, you're in charge of the referees. Like, I may assign one or two for specific reasons, whether it's storyline or, or otherwise. But other than that, it, it's you assign the referees. You tell me what you want. You tell me who you want. And and giving him that leeway and that, that opportunity um, and that responsibility. Because I want to see people continue to grow and develop. Because eventually in wrestling, people become stale and they become stagnant. Some of them can be stale and stagnant forever and be happy. But others need something to feed off of, need something to do more of, or 
or you give it to them and they didn't even realize how much they needed it. And then it's like, oh, wow, this is amazing now that I get to do this. So it is, is, is very much a more about opportunity for us. And it's also, you know, for, for me as a human being, nice to be able to pass off some responsibilities. I'm not good at that. Miranda can tell you this. Like, I'm not good at that at all. There are plenty of times when she's like, you just tell me what you need, and I just never do. Um, <laughs> and, and it's because I'm stupid. But to be able to do some of this, but then I do, and, and I put her in charge of more stuff, and I put Scott in charge of things. Like, um, it's, it's just, you know, it's just smart. It's just smart, smart human being. And it's also knowing that, you know, I've talked about it before. To me, and I've talked about this with wrestling students, the, mo- the number one most important thing in the world of professional wrestling for me is trust. And when I find people I can trust to do a job, then I'm even more confident in passing off that responsibility because I know it's going to get done right. I know it's going to get done in a way that I'm not upset about, a way that I'm happy with, because at the end of the day, I'm still ultimately responsible for what we put out there. And so I've got to be able to trust people to do it because they can, and they've proven they can, and i got to let them. And, and nothing to lose was a big part of that. To see people in action, to see people do some of that um, was really cool. It was really cool for me and really cool for even better for all those involved. And that's another big piece of what this event was about. Well, everyone stay tuned on when the next student showcase may be happening. As Greg alluded to, uh, it's going to be a while. But Definitely not November. Yeah, not November. Uh, likely not the rest of this year. Maybe sometime in 2022. Mm. So that's why you got to stay tuned. Yeah, uh, for maybe February or May. Maybe I could see that. Mm, happen. You know, we'll see. We'll see. But a big thank you to all of the schools that participated um, in it, to the fans that came out to support uh, this student showcase. We had some diehard fans there all day, um, but also a great turnout of people who came to support, you know, their, you know, the people they knew in the ring, um, some fun returns, all of that um, was part of Nothing to Lose um, the IZW Student Showcase. We are now going to move into Grand Prix with our VIP event. We had two matches for VIP. The very first one was Dallas King, who faced off against Aguila. Before, I I was like, do do I say anything? Do I not? I got to say one thing about nothing to lose. Okay. I just have to. Yeah. Um, All the homies, they know what I mean. Baby, let me show you how I lean. Like a cholo. Lay back, bounce in the car. When we do a dance, we do it like what? Like a a cholo. Side to side. Elbows up, up, side to side. Elbows up. So I'm probably going to kick off YouTube again by doing this, but um, I know, right? Good job. Good job. Now we'll ban, we're banned for another few months. That's right. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy the first and last but, video episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Since the return. But Mike G is, is an IZW original and is, has wanted to work in the past, and, and we had him booked for another event previously and then couldn't because something happened to his family. And so when I had this uh, possible possibility, I said, okay, I have an idea. Let's do this, and and let's use Mike. And I've got other ideas for Mike, and, and Mike's not going anywhere. But hey, I've told the story when I was putting stuff together for these events because I, I put together all the sound ahead of time and all that, and I'll test things out. And I played Mike's theme song, and it was just like so perfect. I mean, I remember it from from the first run of IZW and at the reunion show when he did it. And but when it hit, at nothing to lose, and he had about four family members there. But the entire crowd goes nuts. Yeah. Like, first of all, if you're a wrestler out there and you don't believe it, 
your theme song is not about you. It's about the audience. Like, yes. If, you're, if the audience isn't reacting to your theme song, pick a different one. Because your job is to, to elicit emotion, and the theme song can set you off on the right path so easily. And when Mike's theme hits, like, it's over. It, it just, he, he, was, he was the most over guy on the card just because of his theme song. And then he delivered an amazing match with MBW and MBW won. And they had the moment after the match as well. And, and it's just something that, that to have. Now, just think about, like, it's a student showcase, but we used veterans in key roles. Yeah. And we used MBW uh, uh, or, or Mike G as MBW's opponent because he's wrestled a lot of, outside of his trainers, he's wrestled primarily rookies. And, and then for, for John, we used Curtis Cole, like you talked about. And, uh, and that was big, too, because he's primarily wrestled people from within his school. And, and even when they travel, they're likely against each other. And so it's like, okay, we have an opportunity to put him against somebody that's going to give him an amazing experience and, and, mm-hmm. and some knowledge that he's not getting because it's, it's just somebody different, somebody new and somebody who's experienced. And Mike G, like you just forget sometimes, and it's not a knock on him, it's a knock on us, how cool certain people are, how great they can be, and, and what they can contribute regardless of of that we talked about wwe and nxt and and they're always hiring for the next wrestlemania main eventer but when you look at something like indie wrestling and you realize we need multiple things from multiple people and mike g fills that to a t and and he's committed to the future and and again somebody like mike g who's who's in the twilight of their career four events a year is perfect so um but i did want to give that shout out to mike g um because it was just something that you hope's gonna go right, and then when it does, you're just like, "Wow, that was yeah. more right than I ever could have imagined." Mm-hmm. And like, I, you want to give yourself credit, but you just can't because it was already there. You were just smart mm-hmm. enough to use it. Yes, absolutely. But I, I digress. About Mike G. No, no, no. I think that was a great. The crowd loved it. The energy it really gave a pop of energy to the show. Not yeah. that it was necessarily missing, but just that made it feel, you know, less like a student showcase and more like. You know, yeah, you get your money's worth, right? Event. You get your money's yeah. worth as a fan. It's own event, yeah. And I've talked yeah. about this before, and it'll probably come up elsewhere, but I'll mention it here too. I am, am running around like crazy at these events. One thing I don't get to do is watch IZW. Like, I just don't, right? But I hear it. I hear everything. I hear the crowd. And to me, as a, as a, as a promoter and someone who's responsible for the business aspect, I've learned that that's more valuable than seeing it. And, and it stinks because wrestlers always ask me, what'd you think? What'd you think? Did you see it? And I'm always like, no, but I heard it. And, and, and what I heard told me everything I needed to know about how over it was or, or what didn't click. And, and I've learned as, as someone in my role, that's way more important than, than watching any match. I have people that can watch a match and tell me uh, who were way better at watching a match and knowing what was good and what was bad. As someone who's responsible for selling tickets, I know what I hear, and that's more important yeah. for me. And that's what happened. I, I didn't see Mike G come out, but I heard it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Digression so, number two. Yeah, no, no, no. Jumping back into uh, the VIP, because we've already, I mean, we spent so much time on the student show. We still got a full Grand Prix, a full Grand Prix to, Prix to go over. So we'll quickly go over the VIP matches. The first one, we had Dallas King versus Avila, who was accompanied to the ring by his manager, Johnny Rocks. 
The reason why I mentioned that, well, this match ended with, um, I don't know about controversy, but there was definitely a distraction yes. when Dr. Beaver Las Vegas came out looking for Johnny Rocks. Uh, for those of you who may or may not remember, Dr. Beaver Las Vegas and Johnny Rocks have been in quite some feud uh, for, for quite some time. And, and their clients, Agula and Miracle Mike James, have been intertwined together. And so the distraction from uh, Beaver Las Vegas to Johnny Rocks, which then in turn distracted Aguila, was just the advantage that Dallas King needed to get the pin. Um, I believe this is Dallas King's third match within mm -hmm. IZW, also a product of the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center. And someone who's, you know, making his way up the ranks within IZW as someone, as, you know, a, a young kid to watch. And I think that this win in particular uh, over, you know, Aguila, who is incredibly, you know, gifted in the ring, but is letting some of that outside drama interfere with his, his performance, um, is smart enough to take advantage of that. Yep. So, um, I know that we will get a little bit more into the Aguila, Johnny Rocks, Miracle Mike James drama in just a little bit. Um, but, you know, this was the very first match of, of the VIP. So, you know, what were any thoughts about, you know, this match placement or just the match in general? I mean, it, it was the opportunity for both guys. And, and, and for Dallas, it was big because it was his third match. He hasn't won a match in, in IZW. Hasn't been able to pick up that elusive victory and and in his second singles match was able to do so and and it's when you're at the bottom of the card and and you're not winning you know it's it's look look at the ufc right you lose a bunch of fights you're no longer a ufc fighter and so for dallas it was very important to pick up this win and that's exactly what he did from the Young Guns to the OGs, and our second VIP match was our first Grand Prix. No, you don't like the word qualifier, but I'm going to use it in this context. Our first Grand Prix match, our qualifier for the Grand Prix. Uh, the Grand Prix is a tag team cup uh, that is, you know, was the center of this uh, event. We had three different uh, Grand Prix matches composed of tag teams. The winners of these three matches would go on to the main event and all compete for the Grand Prix Cups. Uh, so our very first match in this was the Tribe, the Navajo Warrior and the Hawaiian Lion facing the tag dudes of Mercury, uh, Mercury Yaden and Curtis Cole. So Curtis Cole pulling double duty yep. on the student showcase and um, at Grand Prix. Uh, really, the Tribe beat up these tag dudes. Uh, mainly Curtis. <laughs> mainly Curtis. You know, the Curtis, poor thing, man, had to face John Wolfgang uh, and then literally turnaround time, maybe two hours later, got beat up by the two of the biggest dudes in the entire building in Hawaiian Lion and uh, Navajo Warrior. Uh, with Mercury Yaden kind of, you know, watching from the silence. He was very selective. Mercury Yaden yes, was. was very selective about his time in the ring, which is just shows that vet mentality over there, you know, let the young kids get in the, the hits and then come in when needed. Yeah, it's funny because I knew, you know, uh, we'll pull the curtain back a little bit, knowing how long this was going to be, this match, and we want to make sure that we give VIP people their money's worth. And, and and watching and seeing the match starting with with Mercury doing laps around Hawaiian Line, it's like okay they're in this one for a while and and it was and and they delivered I mean they showed why 
their four, four veterans. I mean, Curtis Cole was a younger veteran, but a veteran nonetheless. And they delivered exactly what I thought they would deliver. And they delivered a great show for those who were there for VIP. And, of course, the Tribe emerging victorious, which I think many expected. But they, they've been teaming for, for longer than, 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 you know, Curtis Cole's even been wrestling. And so... Yeah. Um, longer than some people have been alive. That's true. That's true. And, and they delivered. They delivered as a team and, of course, made it to the, to the finals, which didn't go the way they expected. But we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. We're going to jump into our main show. The first match of our main show was a four-way match between the Emperor Bryce Satin, DeShade, Mr. Classic, and Miracle Mike James. Uh, the young kid out of this, Bryce Saturn, got the win. And this is in part due to um, a pretty big distraction. We talked about earlier in the VIP match with, uh, you know, Johnny Rocks and Dr. Beaver Las Vegas. Uh, that came back to haunt them as, you know, this this whole thing escalated afterwards uh, or towards the end of the match, um, which... Uh, Johnny Rocks came out, you know, that ended up distracting Beaver, who is blind. I forgot to mention that part. He is completely blind right now, cannot see. Um, needed some assistance from Miracle Mike James and our, our referee for the evening, Anna May, uh, also assisted uh, Dr. Beaver Las Vegas in coming out to the ring. But yeah, my, man is blind as a bat. Can't see anything. Hasn't been able to since May. Hasn't been able to see anything since May. I don't even know how he got um, there. Don't know either. Oh, Hopefully yeah. he did not drive. I don't know. He, he lives in North Phoenix. Drive. He had to get there somehow. I have no idea. But uh, a fantastic a big shout out to DeShade, who continues to really impress in the ring. Um, he is someone who uh, who evolves a lot as a wrestler, as a performer. Um, and I think his in-ring ability has really grown um, yeah. over really this past year. And I think we see it showcased very well um, in this uh, in this match. Yeah, um, he it's funny because he worked. So he worked an F30 and he worked a seven way turns into a five way match. Then I don't think he worked monster. Um, then he worked regulate in a four way. Mm -hmm. Then he worked Grand Prix in a four way. Like poor guy has been in nothing but multi matches. He is coming back, and 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 I remember you know booking him for this. Um, and 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 you know after oh yeah I'm there blah 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 perfectly good I was like great. And then I replied to him, and you're not going to be in a four way. And he was just so excited that he's not going to be in a four-way match because that's, that's what he's been in. But it's another one. He got booked for NAV 30 based on need. You know, we had some changes to the card, somebody who couldn't come. We had to move somebody else. And, and as, as NAV and I were talking, it was like, well, what about DeShade? And we're like, yeah, let, you know, he's, he's reached out multiple times. He, he's eager. He's experienced. We brought him in. And he just like you said, continued to impress. I mean, he was brought in for a one, one-off. It wasn't yeah. intended to keep coming back. But yet here he is. That's the crazy thing about wrestling. And yeah. and he'll be back again in November. Well, and a few other small notes with the other competitors in this match. The win for Bryce Saturn is is big for him, as you already talked about too with uh, Dallas King. You know, being a young kid in IZW, there's a lot of stiff competition, and every win matters. So a win in this four way is only going to help him 
with his rise in the ranks, with future opportunities and future matches. Um, but he's someone too that feels, you know, a lot more experienced in the ring than, than he is. He is, uh, you know, one of Jay Garland's students and someone who hasn't been in the professional wrestling game for, and for a while, but mm. there's things that click for him that, you know, he has adapted to very quickly. Um, and I think this match was an example of that. Things did not go the way of Mr. Classic, and we'll talk more about him later because he let that frustration out. Um, and that's one thing about Mr. Classic is that he does not keep his mouth shut and he does not keep his actions does not. Uh, to himself. So uh, the frustration in losing this match, um, again, I mean, we talk about wins and losses. They do matter. I mean, he's he hasn't won a, a match and he's been on this kind of, uh, decline and he's one aiming for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship so it's hard to argue your case when you don't win matches now was it his fault absolutely not that but that's also the challenges you have in a four-way um, yeah. so we'll talk more about him later on but um, a prelude to that is that he was extremely frustrated and that showed in his actions later on in the night but jumping into really the results of this match and going back to what we talked about with Johnny Rocks and Dr. Beaver Las Vegas. At the end of this match, a lot of bickering, a lot of fighting. Commissioner Adrenaline came out with Assistant Commissioner Derek Montilla and made it official that she is done. She is done with this bickering and back and forth. She's done with them. So she has declared a match. The first match actually announced for Fully Legal, uh, which is scheduled for November 20th. And we have a Loser Leaves Town match. Miracle Mike James is going to team up with Dr. Beaver Las Vegas to face Johnny Rocks and Agula. Whoever loses the fall must leave IZW. Yeah, one of them's going to be gone. Whoever gets pinned or, or submits, they're out. No more. Which is tough for me no uh, from my perspective because it's like, you know, these people are part of the company. I, I, I booked mm-hmm. them. I brought them in. And now, because of, of their situation and where they're at, one of them won't be at my disposal anymore. Yeah. So who knows that definitely leaves a lot of questions and a must watch for fully legal on November 20th. The next match, I wouldn't say this was a dark horse match or a sleeper, but I do feel like with all of the matches that we had, especially with the Grand Prix being the focus, this one, I think, you know, maybe a lot of people didn't expect or think about, but had big implications. And that is Gino Rivera versus Watson. First time that this matchup has happened, which I think is a surprise because both of these men are staples on the West Coast and have worked a lot of the same companies, but have never faced each other, Mm -hmm. which is, uh, you know, very just fascinating when you think about it. Um, But a, a rare thing happened and we talked about this afterwards. And I feel like these things, you can always plan a match, but you can never quite plan the reactions and you never well, and before you do plan. i want yes. to remind you they both came off of huge losses at regulate and watson mm-hmm. of course won the ladder match against mr classic got the the world title opportunity losing to thugnificent gino rivera had beaten the navajo warrior at monster faced him in a strap match at regulate Ooh, of course he lost did. there he was so, beat to hell both guys were this huge high and then came crashing down in may and put in a situation where only one of them was really going to be able to recover from it, at least with a win. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. So both men came in with the intent to win in a really heart pounding match. Um, Gino Rivera came out victorious. And at the end of the match, Gino did something that he is not, he, he rarely does. He rarely does. Gino Rivera is known for running his mouth, trash talking his opponents. I mean, the man literally ran through, ran out or, or talked trash to Navajo warrior, a man who's like three times his size. And that's how he got so beat in the strap match. Mm -hmm. But he did something he rarely does. And that's acknowledged Watson as a strong competitor and put out his hand to shake his hand to commend him for such a a good match. And Watson turned him down. Yeah, it was not well received. Not well received at all. Not, I, I, I think because of the fact that Gino rarely acknowledges his opponents in that way, for Watson to turn him down the way that he did was fairly shocking. And I think fans were shocked. Uh, you know, people in the back were shocked that 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 acknowledgement happened. And it was just also that it, it, it Watson didn't, you know, partake in it. Because yeah. that's usually, you know, wrestling, especially after a great match, you know, competitors shake hands, acknowledge each other. Not in this case. So it was a rarity to see Gino in that element. Um, but it also feels like, you know, you talk about those losses Gino got the win. You mm-hmm. know, he got the the leg up and Clean. Watson now has didn't cheat. Like, like yeah. you know, he cheated and Watson. No no cheating involved. No cheating. So now, you know, Watson I, I think I don't know if, if Watson's going back to the drawing board, if Watson's really trying to oh, evaluate, no, you know, where no where he's at, no you know, what's him. next for him. But um you know, it was something rare where the the fans at the end as much as when he comes out Fans booed Gino by the time he left. They cheered for him, even mm-hmm. danced well, <laughs> with uh, some nice old lady, uh, danced his way out of the ring where Watson, you could see, was kind of visibly frustrated. Yeah, it was very interesting. By the way, you said it so much, I have to. Acknowledge me. But it was, yeah, I, I was surprised. And, and, and kudos to Gino, did the whole thing without a microphone, which is, you know, a talent, was able to hush a crowd so easily. But yeah, didn't expect. I don't know if you know that. this about Puerto Ricans. We're pretty freaking loud, yeah. so like, um, none of that surprised me. Yeah, and it just did. You know, again, one of those unexpected things. And yeah, it's like, uh, do we have baby face on our hands? I have no idea. But the fact that you know the crowd was behind him, and and um, yeah, it was was surprising considering the hell he's put everybody through, including us on this show. And and now all of a sudden it's like. What happened? Maybe it was the fact that he he was watching his students perform, and he's on this emotional high as a trainer, and 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 maybe that got the better of him. I don't know, but definitely not what you'd expect out of Gino. Yeah, well, and I, it definitely gets me curious for what is next. You know, who really has the advantage? Is it Gino with the win? You know, as his first win after that major loss. Um, you know, to have a whole warrior, or is it Watson who truly has nothing to lose at this point? So, you know, yeah. what, what what is next for him? Does it, you know, is it uh, who's next? Is it what's next? You know, when you're really at a point where you have nothing left to lose, that you can you can really turn things around and be, you know, a, a dangerous competitor. So, yeah. um, that is where my mind is is going more. Is what's watson going to do next but also yeah you're right do we have a 
a, a hero in hand with, you know, with Gino. Is no. the crowd going to receive him well next time? That to me is a very strange feeling. <laughs> That's a very strange thing uh, to see. But man, was that a, a match that was must-see. And, and I'm very interested in seeing what is next between these two wrestlers. We are going to now take a break to pay some bills and play some commercials. Yeah, here we go. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. Up next, we have our second Grand Prix qualifier match. The team of the Regulators, which is composed of the IZW World Heavyweight No. Oh, yes. Sorry, I skipped ahead. Uh, the next match is a Grand Prix qualifier match. However, before the one I was just talking about, we had the Brothers of Wrestling, Charles Cassis and Evan Daniels, take on Violence of Action with Derek Piscataro, Piscataro and Roman Roselle. Um, Violence of Action is a team we don't see very much here in Arizona. You know, they are, you know, wrestling in pretty much more towards the, the East Coast, mm-hmm. South, that area. So it's a fairly big deal to have them here. But we also have the Brothers of Wrestling, a well-established tag team out here um, in the Arizona area. Uh, Evan and Charles have been a team for quite some time. And, you know, I feel like the Grand Prix was the perfect catalyst for them to do what they needed to do and set out and, you know, reach a a pinnacle uh, Mm -hmm. as a tag team that they haven't had in quite some time. I mean, they've gone their separate ways before now that they've come back, you know, it was a big deal to have them uh, back together for this tournament. Um, And they won their match against violence of action. And we'll talk more later about their role in the finals. Um, But what was this match as far as uh, the really the matchup with them against violence of action um, as well, because that too is you have, you know, with the brothers of wrestling, you have obviously that strong tag team chemistry, but you also have differences in wrestling style between Charles and um, Evan. They play so well in the ring where violence of action with Derek and Roman. um, I mean, those are two big tough dudes, you know, with, with the military experience and background. So nothing really scares them. Nothing, really intimidates them if anything uh, they are the ones who are the intimidators um but they you know they they weren't able to pull off the the win here so you know that too is a very interesting sign for violence of action yeah well yeah i mean it was they they beat the brothers of wrestling back in may at, at regulate um through some manipulation of the rules of the traditional tag team rules match but yeah for for brothers of wrestling this was big because they it's it's not that they even like when we put them back together, they weren't necessarily looking to be a tag team. They they were really 
both, but but they I think they just saw it as an opportunity, especially with Grand Prix coming up to. To, to work their way up the card and, and, and to use it to their advantage, which we'll, we'll talk about more later. But um, but they had to get over this hurdle first, and it was one that they weren't able to get over in May, but uh, definitely turned that around here and, and, you know, punched their ticket to the finals as well. The last qualifier match was the one I jumped ahead to. Uh, we I had don't blame the regular. I mean, That's okay. Don't. No, because there's definitely things to you know to, to peel back here. We had the regulators, which uh, is composed of Thugnificent, your IZW World Heavyweight Champion, versus EJ Sparks, who is the number one contender. Not versus EJ Sparks, but teaming with EJ. Sparks. I'm sorry, with teaming with EJ Sparks. Uh, who is the uh, number one contender for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. Before they were world champion and number one contenders, they had teamed as the regulators for, for quite some time. So they have a history as partners, which they were able to utilize in this tournament. But also there was that dynamic and layer of champion and challenger working together throughout this tournament. Uh, against Cookies and Cream, Jay Garland and Pete the Heat. This is another team, too, who, you know, had been a part of Arizona wrestling history for quite some time. Uh, Jay ended up, you know, retiring and leaving uh, active wrestling for a while, but recently has come back and they have reformed Cookies and Cream. Um, and the crowd just received them so well. And, you know, talking about, you know, two teams that are entertaining and can work in the ring that is the regulators and cookies and cream talk about you we talked about just recently right now with um you know the brothers of wrestling coming back what was it like to having cookies and cream come back for grand prix you know when 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 that happened at regulate as well when when pete had a open challenge and it was answered by jay jay didn't want to wrestle he was in street clothes he just wanted to reform the partnership with pete pete did not want it and so jay answered the challenge in street clothes and beat pete under the, the stipulation that if he won, he'd have to reform Cookies and Cream. Now, since then, Pete's come around and is all back into Cookies and Cream because it's comfortable and it's good. And you got Pete sitting with the fans now and, and doing what Cookies and Cream always did. Um, and, and that old chemistry was there. Um, and, and it just, you know, with with, uh, with Thugnificent and EJ Sparks, like they're on the rise. And, and they're both on a huge wave of momentum. I mean, Thugnificent, your IZW World Heavyweight Champion, EJ Sparks, has yet to be pinned or submitted in IZW. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and is that undefeated wrestler and is the number one contender. He won that in a four-way at Regulate. Um, but it's not like they're they're feuding. I mean, they're still partners. They're still friends, all of that. But they worked together as a unit and picked up that victory um, in a match that was officiated, you talked about it earlier, by Anna May, who uh, um, can't wrestle due, due to injury right now and has never refereed a match before. And, and that was, you know, part of that match as well and, and really another element that was brought in to that that contest which provided with some of our comic relief for the evening but whereas it provided the comic relief it definitely did not pull away from no. from the athletic aspect of the match and the competitive fire of the match because yeah there was funny moments and fun moments still wanted to qualify for that grand prix final which ej and thugnificent were able to do but as i'm sure you know because you were there for it uh it didn't end there for those two guys no, after the match, I went into the ring to congratulate EJ Sparks and Thugnificent on their win. But I, like many people in the audience, were curious about how they were going to keep their focus going into the finals of Grand Prix while also kind of having that looming feeling over their heads of, you know, EJ Sparks being the number one contender for Thugnificent's World Heavyweight Championship. 
And Thug just went straight to the point. He said, you know what? Yes, he's the number one contender. And yes, they have, you know, tonight to focus on. However, for fully legal, if EJ Sparks wanted his shot, Thugnificent was going to give it to him. And indeed, it was set. So we do now have the IZW World Heavyweight Championship being defended at fully legal. Thugnificent will face EJ Sparks. And I think that was part of, you know, just getting that out in the air, I think helped as they had, you know, their focus for the rest of the night. I think so. Because of the fact, yeah, that they had that clarity of when they were going to, you know, have that match and they could really focus on that. So I thought it was smart on Thug's part to be able to say, let's focus on tonight. However, I got you in the future, you know. And, I, you know, I think there was just a lot, you know, it's wrestling. You never know what happens in a team dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I think for the safety of, you know, going as far as they could go in Grand Prix, I think Thugnificent knew he had to, you know, put something out there uh, as far as establishing an actual timeline to have him and EJ Sparks face each other for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, Thugnificent holds the ultimate prize. Like, that's why everyone's there. It's the only championship in IZW is the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. EJ's got the chip as the number one contender. Uh, you have a chip. A chip holds no value until you cash it in. And 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 he has to cash it in at some point. Um, otherwise, it becomes stale. And, and, you know, it's just the timing is right. Everything's right for them. They're at the peak of their careers. And, and here we go. And now we're in for one heck of a match at, at Grand Prix or at, uh, at Fully Legal. And I think everybody's super excited for it. And, yeah, and it did help to kind of get that elephant in the room addressed so they could focus on trying to win those trophies. Up next, we had two dudes. Two dudes. Two dudes. Face each other. Um, This was a very highly anticipated match. This was, I mean, this brought on the two dudes promo uh, that we got at Regulate from Joe Graves facing Gallo. Um, which ended up becoming a no rules match who said so well these guys said so and ain't no one gonna tell them no uh for those who may not know some of the backstory of the weeks leading up to this um gabriel gallo was in the hospital uh several weeks prior to the show um he was diagnosed with diverticulitis um which is you know for many people remember when brock lesnar had that and it's it's something internally uh where your guts are all kind of messed up and and it could be incredibly painful Mm -hmm. um exhausting and you know that really left a lot of questions on if gabriel gallo was even going to be able to compete in this match um we really didn't know until the 11th hour you know was this was this really going to happen i mean gabriel did commit to this and was steadfast um but still you never know what's going to happen in any kind of medical situation he could be fine and then literally the day of the show wake up and you know be in, in excruciating pain but if anyone can fight through anything it is these two men a hundred and ten percent and so uh when this match actually was in the ring uh joe graves announced pretty much and didn't even ask because again who's going to say no to these guys but implemented a no rules stipulation meaning that they could take this outside of the ring do what pitfalls count anywhere and this did go into the crowd uh it involved chairs a tray of nachos were destroyed in the process 
fighting into the crowd, all of that. Um, Joe Graves was victorious, but it was a brutal, brutal match um, between two boss bullies. Yeah. And I, I, you know, this too was not, not that it was under the radar, but with a no rules match, you never quite go, you never know what to quite expect, but they still put on one of the best matches of the entire night. Yeah. And, and you said it best, like, like, you know, Gallo wasn't cleared to compete two weekends prior at PCW, wasn't cleared to compete last weekend or the weekend before our event in California, but was able to, to, to fight Joe Graves and, and it was a fight. That's exactly what it was like wrestling. Um, sometimes it looks like a fight and sometimes it is a fight. And yes. and these guys just shook hands with the agreement. It's going to be a fight. Fought, just and that's what they did. They fought and, and, you know, and, and, and for Joe, for Graves, his, he's putting that undefeated streak on the line. And we're talking about EJ not pinned, not submitted along with Charles Cassius, along with Graves. None of them have lost. In IZW, and 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 that's a big risk against a guy like Gallo, who can beat anybody at any time, and yeah. and and that didn't happen. Graves was still able to, to pick it up here, but he just continues to, to truck along and be this unstoppable force. But yeah, it was you know for a guy who's been suffering from diverticulitis and, and among other things, once that bell rings, that all goes away. And, and oh yeah. Off. Great for Gallo and, you know, his, his condition over the past few weeks did not diminish his intensity and his aggressiveness and his ability in the ring. Uh, He was just as scary, you know, on Saturday as he has been every single time I've seen him in that ring period. And so, uh, and I think it's because Joe brought it out of him. You know, there's very few people at that level who can bring out that type of aggression and fight out of someone and they brought it out of each other and i think Big that's time. why you know the build-up to this match was so suspenseful not only just of, of you know gallo's health but just knowing what they could do in the ring and what they bring out of each other and so you know as as joe mentioned two dudes simple as that that just demolished each other yeah um, and the, the injury aspect is interesting because as, as the guy who came up with this in like March <laughs> to have this match, and then you have to make it all the way to August. I mean, the twists and turns that can happen, there could be nothing or there could be, you know, major shocking injury and in, in, in medical circumstances. So, yeah, that's part of the stress of, of my role yeah. when you just don't know what's going to happen. I was going to say that was it was a big risk uh, mm-hmm. to have, you know, Gallo wrestle. Um, even though he was cleared, you just didn't know. And it, this wasn't any other fight. It was a fight with someone who loves to beat the crap out of people. So that adds another level. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I commend the guy who basically, lo- when, when Gallo posted online that he was definitely going to be in the match, Graves replied with, that's because he wants to go back to the hospital. So... <laughs> Yeah, it was no, and he didn't, thankfully. Um, Thank but, God. But yeah, Graves isn't going to hold back. He doesn't know how. He doesn't know how no. to hold back. Doesn't know. Doesn't know how to hold back. Couldn't it, even if he tried. So they both gave it their their all, and the fans, it's especially one, uh, because they truly got to be a part of that match. Yep. <laughs> Out of all the matches to be a part of, that was the one. That was the one, and and you know, and and as as the person who's responsible for the business end, may have had to pay for a chair that was broken so chairs that, that's just that's just the you know Cost impact of, of doing business yep 
just the impact of doing business. Uh, up next, we had our, well, originally scheduled to be our women's uh, six-way or six-woman uh, match. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally announced that the team of Maserati, Brinthorn, and Gypsy Mac would be facing uh, Jim Gemini, Lilith Grimm, and Morgan. As you had announced earlier on in the show, if you were there, for those who were there, um, that Lilith Grimm was unable to compete. She unfortunately Mm -hmm. got into an accident on her way to Arizona. Um, She is safe. She is doing well and resting, uh, but unfortunately was not able to make it in time for the show. Um, However, Morgan and Jim Gemini decided that the show must go on. And so the match was changed to a three on two match. Um, so you had the team of Maserati, Brenthorn, and Gypsy Mac versus Morgan and Jim Gemini. But really the story coming out of this is Morgan and Brenthorn. Um at Regulate, you know, Brenthorn, you know, banged up Morgan to the point where, you know, she won their their match um, you know, due to referee stoppage that mm-hmm. Morgan could not compete, which is yeah. something that doesn't happen very often. Um, after this match, though, you know, both Morgan and Bryn Thorne went after it. We had the team of Maserati, Bryn Thorne, and Gypsy Mac win. Um, but that didn't stop Morgan and Bryn Thorne fighting from afterwards. So much so that uh, Commissioner Adrenaline and Assistant Commissioner Derek Montilla had to intervene and hold back <laughs> Bryn Thorne with a strap just to stop the fighting. And with that, Adrenaline announced that we are going to see Bryn Thorne one-on-one against Morgan at Fully Legal in a strap match, um, which, again, you know, her, her other half of Navajo Warrior uh, had been in uh, just uh, recently at Regulate. And so the tradition carries on to Morgan and Bryn Thorne, which does get me very scared for Bryn Thorne uh, because I feel like if anyone knows how to deal with a strap match, it is Morgan. Uh, She's definitely got she the, the best person to prepare her for it. Yes. Oh, I'm sure she, she taught the, you know, the Navajo warrior thing or two. I'm, um, sure you know, I'm, I'm fairly certain of that, which is even scarier for Brenda Thorne uh, because, you know, Brenda Thorne is very adamant that she is the present and the future of women's wrestling in Arizona. And it's time to put Morgan out to pasture. But Morgan is, is not ready, especially with the level of disrespect that Brenda Thorne brings to this. Um, so I, I mean, there was literally, they literally had to hold Brenda Thorne back to stop the fighting. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because it's, it's, you know, Morgan is the mom to everybody in, yeah, in IGW really in a lot is. of ways. And she's going to put a mom size beating on somebody here in a few months in November. So it's, uh, yeah, Brenda has put herself in quite the interesting predicament where, you know, she said a lot of things, and now she's in a position to to put up or shut up. And we're going to see what happens come November because she's going to be attached at the wrist to to Morgan. And like you said, she's going to know a thing or two about how to use that strap in a strap match and that symmetry uh, along with her other half, the Navajo Warrior. And, you know, behind the scenes, planning these things and coming up with what the right things are to do. And, and when it was a strap match, you're like, okay, here yeah. we go. Here we go. That's going to be And I just have to give big kudos to Maserati uh, because she has been all over the place 
uh, this summer, including a brutal doors, ladders, and chairs match just last weekend at Future Stars of Wrestling in Las Vegas, uh, where she uh, did lose the FSW Women's Championship against uh, Sandra Moon, but she, you know, was cut open, you know, beat with chairs and ladders and, you know, through a door. Uh, that's the only reason why she lost at FSW Women's Championship because the girl literally went through a door. Um, so I am just in shock to see her after a brutal weekend uh, last week on top of wrestling for uh, the Belladonna division in Alabama. So she has been everywhere this summer and just the continued effort and, you know, travel that she does mm-hmm. is is awe-inspiring. It's it's amazing to see that. Uh, but I, you know, it was great to see her, but also kind of in shock after seeing the weekend that she had, uh, you know, last Sunday. And she was able to pick up the win, and and she did, was the one who won for her team. Also, two people in the match, um, Gypsy Mac and Jim Gemini. Um, you mentioned the accident that took place. It took Lilith Grimm out of the match. It also took <clears throat> Lilith Grimm and Reagan Grimes off of nothing to lose. And they were scheduled to go one-on-one there. Um, and not able to do that, obviously, because they weren't there. Because they were both involved in that accident. And it was Gypsy and Jem who stepped up and took their place. Um, okay. Completely un- unannounced, you know, un- unknown for them. Uh, when they got there, didn't know they were going to be doing this. And, and offered the opportunity and took advantage of it and, and delivered in their match. And then came back and did it again at, at Grand Prix. So another, you know, shout out to their efforts and, and what they had to deal with on, on this card because it wasn't, wasn't what was planned. Yeah. Uh, another set of wrestlers who wrestled twice that day, um, which is no small feat at all. We now get to our main event, which is the finals of Grand Prix. The three teams that advanced to the finals were the brothers of wrestling, Charles Cassis and Evan Daniels. Uh, you had uh, the Regulators, Thugnificent and EJ Sparks, as well as the Tribe, the Navajo Warrior and the Hawaiian Lion. And, you know, with this match, it could have gone any way, you know, I mean, you have, of course, the experience and size of the tribe, but also the agility and speed of uh, the regulators, and then really just the amazing teamwork and almost like psychic chemistry, a dynamic with, you know, the brothers of wrestling. Um, And this was a three-way elimination uh, style match. So the first team eliminated was the tribe. That left the regulators and the brothers of wrestling in the ring. Uh, During this time, though, uh, as we headed towards the end of the match, or what led to part of the end of the match, Mr. Classic... Well, before that, you you don't want to leave out how the tribe was eliminated, because that was quite the surprise as well when, you know, the brothers of wrestling and and Evan Daniels decided to low blow the Navajo Warrior. Mm -hmm. Like... Yes. No one saw like like they're beloved. Both all three of these teams were beloved. Like like yeah. they were all heroes, and you know they were the ones who threw out the underhanded tactics to eliminate the tribe from the match. Uh, the odds-on favorites going in, they have the most experience and they had the most rest, having wrestled on VIP, and took them out. Took took them out underhanded and and really, you know, not what anybody expected out of Evan Daniels and Charles yes. Cassius, even at that point. And- Yes, and we'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, But yes, so that was how the tribe were eliminated. As far as the regulators, well, uh, Thugnificent and EJ Sparks, primarily, I believe it was EJ Sparks first, 
who was taken out by none other than Mr. Classic, who showed up uh, during the match and attacked them with a chair mm-hmm. um, and took them uh, took out EJ Sparks, which did not make Mama Sparks happy. Uh, For the second Sparks time in a row. Oh, man. Uh, just Mr. Classic just irritates the Sparks family at so many levels. Uh, he's making a mean enemy uh, out of Mama Sparks because, you know, to, to cheap shot her son like that in such a big match. Um, but again, Mr. Classic, talk about the, you know, how upset he was earlier losing mm-hmm. that four way. Talk about, you know, the opportunity for the IZW championship to literally slip through his fingers when, you know, he, he didn't win that briefcase. You know, he's been fighting and clawing to try and get to that championship by any means necessary. And that seemed continued by attacking EJ Sparks, which left Thugnificent out on his own. And, you know, the brothers of wrestling were able to take advantage of that and pin Thugnificent for them to win the Grand mm-hmm. Prix. And, uh, you know, Mr. Classic ended up, you know, getting an opportune time to not only, you know, leave his mark and establish, you know, who should he think should be in that world title picture, but take this moment away from the regulators um, who did work incredibly hard and overcame a lot of challenges to get to the finals. As you know, Greg alluded to earlier, there was a big shift from the brothers of wrestling once they won. Uh, they were handed their trophies, the crowd congratulated them, and then Charles got onto the mic. And he made it abundantly clear that him and Evan didn't care what we thought, didn't need the adulation of the fans, didn't need the Grand Prix win and the trophies to know how good they are as a team. And the intensity in his voice and the anger permeated through the entire building. You know, you see a 300-pound guy who is usually, you know, intense. You know, I've looked into the man's Mm -hmm. eyes in an interview and know he's very intense. But it was one of the first times I truly felt anger fuming from him. And you could tell in his voice, not only the tone, but just everything that he said and yelled and and screamed and it wasn't incoherent at all it was crystal clear Mm -hmm. exactly what they felt and how they felt about you know this opportunity about the fans and essentially everyone could go f off because they didn't care and they didn't need it and think about where they made that shift was no mistake doing it against the Navajo Warrior, who uh, Charles Cassius has defeated at, at Proving Ground, who has been a mentor and, and, and a very big part of Charles Cassius's life and just turned his back on him and, and said, you know, I used you to get where I am right now. Now mm-hmm. I no longer need you, and I'm going to use you one more time just to increase my profile once again. Not going to sit well with a legend, for sure, who's been so giving of his time and his knowledge to Charles Cassius and so many others. Um, that was very telling and, and he, he, he owned it on the microphone. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, pissed all over that relationship just for his own benefit. Yeah. That's all or nothing at that point. Yeah. I mean, the, the lines have been drawn, the intention has been set and, you know, I think 
it it was it shocked uh, I think a lot of people. I can't imagine how shocked the Navajo warrior and the Hawaiian lion were, um, because I think they were going into this thinking it was going to be a fair fight between three teams who had earned the right to get there, you know, fair and and, and square, really. So you know, what would make them think that that you know anything but that was going to happen in the finals? Um, absolutely, the brothers of, of wrestling had every. Uh, ability to win you know fairly um however the route that they went was intentional you know and you're absolutely right that charles did call out the navajo warrior in his you know uh, speech afterwards as that using him about making an example out of him that him and evan are the future and you know anyone that stands in their way is trouble is not even a word to describe the level of of pain it sounds like he and Evan want to unleash on all of IZW but I think especially Navajo Warrior and and the Hawaiian Lion like it's personal it's intentional and you know I think if, if anything it's still really shocking that we've seen such a different side of them yeah and to stand there and Hoist trophies above their heads with one foot on Thugnificent, the ICW mm-hmm. World Heavyweight Champion, who's been riding the wave of success ever since, you know, pulling off the major upset at Monster and then proving that he's worthy with his win over Watson. And here we are. He's flat on his back after taking a beating from both men and mm-hmm. and not looking like the champion that we all know he is. I mean, they have put this company on notice, which is rough even for me because i got to deal with it. So Yeah. I don't envy. No, no, I'm good. No, no, thank you. No, I'm good. Uh, pass. Uh, because I don't want to be in the. I would not want to be in the middle of that or deal with that. Um, if anything, it's going to only get rougher from here. So, you know, uh, God bless. Good luck. Godspeed. Uh, to anyone. Anyone, anyone, yep. Oh gosh, anyone that, mm-mm, mm-mm, no, I, you, no I, Trust sir. me, I've, I've had to be on the phone with some of these people since then. It, it, it's, it's not, it doesn't end when everyone leaves the building. It, it no. keeps going. When someone like this stabs people in the back, when someone decides to take matters in their own hands and, and you know, you know quote-unquote, go against the plan, right? This wasn't on the format. Um yeah, it's you got to deal with it, and, and that's yeah. it's it gets dealt with in a lot of ways, and I'm sure it'll get dealt with in the ring by the Navajo Warrior and the Hawaiian line. I don't even know what their that's, intentions are. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna know. say I I know Navajo Warrior and Hawaiian line at some point are going to address this because they don't oh, yeah. they 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 don't take anything lying down, especially the level of disrespect to them directly, but also to the integrity of the Grand Prix and the integrity of IZW, you know, like that is yeah. incredibly important to, to both of them, but especially the Navajo warrior who is such a, the cornerstone of this company. So anything that is seen as not just a disrespect to them directly, but a disrespect to the fans, a disrespect to the other wrestlers, Navajo warrior takes that personally. Um, and that on top of just the level of disrespect that they had for them as a team going unnoticed is not even mm-hmm. the, the, you know, not even that it's going to be addressed. Uh, and, and if they're lucky fists won't be exchanged, but I don't know. I feel like that's exactly point. what, 
Charles and Evan want, though. And you that's talk about. the scary part. Like, how do you know? Yeah. I, I can't even imagine being in that mindset of how to move forward. I don't know. I, and I got to, you know, and you talk about the integrity of Grand Prix. I mean, you know, there's also issue with Mr. Classic. Like, like he didn't need to be involved in the main event of Grand Prix and the crowning of the first Grand Prix winners. And he did. And he put his stamp on the match as well. Um, because he, every time EJ Sparks finds success, he wants to get involved and, and cut him down. Um, two events in a row, he's already done it. And now EJ Sparks is getting a World Heavyweight title opportunity. What the heck is, you know, what do we do at Mr. Yeah. Classic? Like, it's just, it's, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, that's why. That's what management is there for. That's what, you know, all, all, all the, the big wigs, you know, I just report the, the news and the events announce the matches so again you know hopefully uh management commissioner adrenaline assistant commissioner derek montilla uh hopefully they got some plans i mean again you know they had some some good thoughts and and plans already set up for fully Mm -hmm. legal um as we talked about we have three matches announced already for fully legal uh on november 20th uh as you we've already talked about the izw world heavyweight championship will be defended the magnificent will face number one contender ej sparks we have a loser leaves town match the team of aguila and johnny rocks will face miracle mike james and dr beaver las vegas with whoever loses the fall whoever is pinned must leave izw and of course the strap match between morgan and bryn thorne so that's just a little chunk of what to expect at fully legal uh, november 20th let's do this on your show oh okay I've I've spoken with 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 parties involved. I've spoken with Adrenaline. Um, let, let, let's give the people a nugget, something that they didn't Ooh. already know, something that hasn't okay. been announced. We talked earlier about the unfortunate car accident that took place, um, mm-hmm. and and there were a lot of people. You know, everyone loves Lilith Grimes. They're very supportive of Lilith Grimes, but there are people who, who were sad for her as a human being being involved in the car accident. Also, you know, upset they didn't get to see her wrestle. And, yeah. and, and while that's secondary to her safety, it's still people came to a wrestling event for a wrestler. And this literally happened that day. It's not like it was a week before or anything like that. Um, we've spoken to both people. We've spoken to both involved in the accident. It was supposed to be Reagan Grimes versus Lilith Grimm at Nothing to Lose. And it will be Reagan Grimes making her ICW debut against Lilith Grimm at Fully Legal. So that match will still take place. They want to deliver it to the fans. Fans obviously want to see it. Adrenaline wants to make it happen. And so here we are. That match will, will be announced soon, but it was a, it's on the books. Uh, it's been sent my way from a business standpoint, and everything is signed, sealed, and delivered. You will see Lilith Graham and Reagan Grimes one-on-one at Fully Legal. Yeah. So an exclusive match announcement right here on the Hashtag Miranda Show. Uh, that's why you got to stay tuned. Um, and if you didn't go to IZW Grand Prix, you got to get your tickets for Fully Legal, the 21st anniversary of IZW on Saturday, November 20th. More match announcements will be happening oh, over yeah. the next few weeks. Greg, can you let our lovely listeners know where they can find IZW online? The best way is on social media at IZW Wrestling AZ on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, or search for Impact Zone Wrestling. 
Um, but at IZW Wrestling AZ is where you can find all the information, the announcement, the links for tickets, all of that. Uh, VIP is already um, well beyond 50% sold out, and we have increased the amount of VIP tickets that are available based on the setup we were able to use for the last event at the Sun Studios. So um, it's already, I mean, we've sold enough VIP to where prior events, VIP would be sold out already. But because we've been able to add the extra seating with some some changes in, in the configuration, we now have more VIP available. And, and this will be the most loaded VIP that we've ever had. There will be consequential matches and, and, and big name people that people buy tickets to see wrestling on vip because it's such a big event um and vip is is where you want to be so get them while you can yes and so again thank you greg for being my co-host today uh thank you all for listening to this week's edition of the hashtag miranda show again this is you know still wrestling related, very much localized. Um, so for those of you who are fans of IZW, who attend IZW, um, thank you so much for being a part of the IZW family. Um, it means so much to have your support, to have you there. IZW could not be possible without the fans in attendance and their support. Uh, we love to have new fans come to IZW. We've all got you all caught up. Now you know what's happening. Now you know what we had just had at Grand Prix. So you're ready to come into fully legal prepared to know what's next well some things some you never things know, quite know yeah. what happens of course not. at izw um but if you cannot attend izw in person you can always follow us on social media and you could purchase your very own izw shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. We do a very fun thing at IZW um, where when we see someone with an IZW t-shirt at the event, you may uh, get entered into an opportunity to win tickets at random for the next show. So not only is it an investment in IZW, you could possibly win tickets to a future IZW show. And that and much more. Just stay tuned to, of course, our social medias. You can find Greg at Chairshot Media. I'm sorry, at Chairshot Greg uh, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow the Chairshot at Chairshot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And me, Miranda Morales, you can follow me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. That's why I'm the Twitterless heroine. Duh. Of course. Uh, but we will be back with more on another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Feel free to reach out to us on social media. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think of IZW, if you were there live, or if you heard things from other people, or if you're ever interested in going to an IZW show, reach out to us on social media. Again, tickets are available now for IZW Fully Legal on Saturday, November 20th. It is the 21st anniversary of izw a very special event and izw goes big on our big event so you have to stay tuned you'll want to be there because you'll never know what happens next so for greg demarco i'm miranda morales thank you all so much for joining us on this week's episode don't forget to always use your head and to keep it soft style all the homies they know what i mean baby let me show you how i lean like a cholo Lay back Bounce in the club, when we do a dance and we do it like what? Like a, like a cholo Plant to side, elbows up, plant to side Elbows up, plant to side Elbows up, plant to side Like a cholo All up in the club, 10 deep Looking for some highness, we on the creek
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.